I'm dreaming of an exclusive Christmas that everyone in the southern states won't know. Yeah. Welcome to a very special holiday episode of Interface. With me today is Chase Musil, and we're going to figure out what we're doing, what we're talking about on the fly. No, I already know what we're talking about. Oh, okay, we're awesome. Talking about video games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no. What a shock. No, 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 no. I, I mean, video games are in it, but I think there's a... So I'm, I'm going over Facebook earlier, and um, I see that they are advertising Game Room. Have you seen this? Uh, it sounds familiar. So Game Room is more or less their Steam Compete, but... Um, Facebook. Yeah, it's a standalone desktop Whoa. client for Windows, and I assume it'll be a Whoa. multi-platform. You know, as soon as they like get it going. But um, I see. That, I like. I, so I watched the trailer for it, or they would have the promo video for it, and um, <clears throat> it's got two people sitting down at the computer, and then they turn into their avatars, and then they're like changing outfits oh, to go. Into it. Yeah, it was one of these things. I'm like, wait, is this like uh, what was that thing called where you could just stream games all the time? The Online, on thank you. I was like, is this an online thing? I didn't realize, I didn't know what it was until I clicked on it at the end and like, oh, you want to install Game Room. Like, yeah, oh. yeah. So this is like, this, appear, this appears to be like on live for free to play mobile games, but it's, which sounds it's, like garbage. But it's not, it's not on live though. It's just, it, yeah, but it's like a bunch of free to play stuff and it's free to play mobile games. So it's all the games you've come to love, know and love in 2009 on Facebook um, when you used to yes, play games. like Sandstorm, Pirate Wars and Shadow Kings. Well, I launched it and I laughed because it says like, oh, here are your games. And it was Bejeweled Blitz and whatever else I played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. I don't know. Um, Did you... Do you really think there's a market for this? It seems like it's it's so much work to like install this and then it's like a, just to play free I games know. that you actually have to pay for. Anyway. I know, and on top of it being a standalone desktop client, I've, I mean, like maybe right. there should be a web version. Like that feels like the thing that would work. I don't, I don't, I just don't get it's it right weird. now. But they were like, I was reading uh, articles about it, and they're showing off how you can export games to Game Room from Unity. So, um, anyway, but I mean, it's. Maybe maybe this is so. I wonder what this is going to eventually combine with the VR stuff. Okay, so right, right. so like now you have you have Oculus and you have your one stop place for that. Yeah, that's definitely on the horizon, right? So I think it looks rough and it feels rough, and you know it's like Windows desktop only, right? So that's like a right. super limited, not super limited, but it's not all the people, right? Like I something like half of Facebook yeah. uses mobile, but um, okay, but so big picture, the thing I wanted to t- like touch on then is oh wait, hold on, big picture. So but no people using mobile so like v mobile vr so okay so my opinion on vr has changed a little bit and then now that i've used it a bunch i've, I've come around to the idea that i still think it's stupid but it's fun stupid it fun stupid and if you and if you can make it easy to get access to then people are more willing to do it and so like you know if you have it on your phone and you have to wear those stupid like cardboard goggles whatever to use it right like at least then it's a little bit easier enough to like wire yourself to a computer or anything like that and so yeah facebook is on mobile and you can get I mean, right now it's on Windows, right? But if they could make a like a, a client for Game Room on iOS and Android, and then you could use that to tie into like mm-hmm. iOS and Android VR, mm-hmm. like on your phone, that would be really cool. That would be a really cool thing that nobody's done yet. Yeah, um, I think that I, I so I agree with you in that. I think that phone is going to be a place that people get access to VR in a meaningful way, just because people aren't going to yeah. go out and buy the standalone hardware. I just I don't see that happening, right? Like I I don't see like that's what the New York Times said, right? Yeah, they sent out the the uh, cardboard thing, um, right? But yeah, so everybody could do it. But you know, 
I think like, you know, Rift and Vive and whatever else, like top tier, if you have like some specialty third party VR set, I think those are obviously like the ways to do VR today, but I just mm-hmm. can't see my mom buying a Vive, right? Or whatever. Like that's just not going to happen. Oh my God. So by the time that this like <laughs> no. proliferates to a point where people are going to use it, I think it's definitely going to be mobile, as you said. And then Facebook would be well positioned to have their own standalone, you know, platform to just, you know, right. to put all this stuff out, especially if they're going to have, you know, all their Oculus um, exclusive content, I'm sure. That's really cool. So actually, your mom buying got me thinking about this. Um, NN Group, the Nielsen Norman Group. And for those who don't know, Don Norman is the guy who basically invented modern UX design. He wrote the book, um, The Design of Everyday Things, stuff like that. And so this is a consulting group. And they released an article where they talked about the average ability of computer users across the world. And it, it, like they rank it based on levels of knowledge. And you and I and the people who are into VR are in the top like 5% of people globally. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a huge, like more than 50% of people are like illiterate. It's like 70% of people in the world are like basically illiterate. Yeah. 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 Like I can't imagine trying to explain like, so my wife would get it, but like her sister is, she's like same age, millennial, digital native, whatever, all those stupid labels. She would just be totally flummoxed by it. She would be. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. And we all know those people. So, but how does that, I mean, how, so I really like that article. Um, it's very sobering, right? Like, hey, everybody doesn't get all the nuanced differences that you care so much about and, you know, put so much time and energy into. Yeah. I printed it out at work and... Um, That's smart. Uh, and then labeled you and your users and hung it up. It's really good. Um, yeah. I mean, that's all. That's definitely rele- um, relevant now, you know, looking at VR, but like back with you know the the facebook game room platform i think the thing that's interesting that what i was thinking about overall with this is that it's 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 curious looking at how people who have existing platforms with significant outreach within their own area how they try to utilize that to go into um you know like new space so and like says the microsoft employee well, no i mean that, that microsoft is definitely in that um they're the poster child of that. yeah i mean that's every big company is always trying to do this right that's the whole thing um yeah. So yeah, like I'll just like rattle off a few that I thought of as like as we we're just setting up. Um, you know, Facebook using game room because I'm sure they're, that pitch goes, "Hey, we've got a whatever a billion people or however many they have, right? Let's just if we can get a fraction of them to do game room, it's going to be successful." Because Steam is like 125 mm-hmm. million active users a month, and they're, oh they're currently obviously not competitors because you know as we said that Facebook game rooms like little niche games and Steam I mean, it's their- games, but it's real right. sorry, they just launched. <laughs> real games, and they just launched. Um, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Games you pay for one time. Yeah, they're building their, they're building, getting their pipeline, all their infrastructure is being built, right? Okay, anyway, right. so yeah, Facebook using Game Room. Um, YouTube with YouTube Gaming, right? So that's their Twitch competitors. So you can do live mm-hmm. streaming and then, mm-hmm. you know, transfer it over for long-term viewing. Um, using Xbox IP on store, right? So like we've seen recently like Forza Apex and like Halo 5 Forge and ReCore. Like there's games that have variants and parity from xbox to pc and so microsoft's trying to use their like xbox brand to say hey look at you can do the benefits of xbox things on computer right or whatever um right, right. it's no longer the direct xbox it's the right. uh, xbox is in a silo microsoft's name for gaming yeah exactly yeah it's a name for gaming which is hard to wrap your head around right um and then yeah. especially because it's, it's it's an establishment at this point and then amazon prime um you know they buy different things so amazon has twitch and so they're like oh here's twitch benefits right so we can oh, reach God, out to twitch right. and then you have like ios and android on their own right they just have their own platform that supports mm-hmm. their own game like game center on ios or whatever whatever it's called now because they closed down game center the you know there's nuances right. that no one cares about um 
but presumably they have a cross-platform game thing. And then you have like the weird siloed experiences, right? So those are like those are all big entities that are using their they're using their um, user base in a way to you know try to go outreach and get more people in different areas. Um, and you get the siloed ones like Blizzard has Battle.net, right? Like if you want to play a Blizzard game, you play it through Battle.net, right? Like exclusively, and then you, like an origin, and origin for you, you, play. you play. But I would like the nuanced differences. Now I'm just going to be thinking about that. Like no one cares, but <laughs> we care. Uh, but you play, I think actually does that 5% really, really well because they integrate with steam. So, um, or the NX yeah. Live, like they do that well, or I'm sure NPSN. But you know that if, if Ubisoft wasn't busy getting hostily taken over, they'd be trying to pull themselves out of steam as much sure, as possible. Sure, that, and that's fair. I mean, I don't know what the internal politics are at all, but I, do, I don't care what what the reason is. Their current implementation is really good because it allows you. Really, you the only person. Yeah, you the only person I've heard say yeah, that. Yeah, well, here here's my here's my rationale, right? Like, you can go do UPlay as a standalone thing, like Origin. You can do that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and mm-hmm. I would think we would all argue that that's bad relative to our our current experience paradigm on steam right or whatever your or psn or xbox or whatever like those being right, the big right. three in my opinion um and then you have you play doing that but they don't do that alone they allow you to integrate and license your keys within other ecosystems so right once you integrate your your you play account with your steam account then it works or you know whatever that maybe right, it's a game by right. game basis but the fact that it that like it worked really well for me i was super happy with it they didn't force me out of my existing ecosystem into theirs just to play Right. I weirdly wonder why other people don't do that because it seems to me that by allowing people to enter their keys into other platforms, you could get more money than you would otherwise, right? Like why, what's the point of EA forcing you to use Origin for everything? I doubt you're going to sell more because people don't like using it. Well, uh, I mean, you could see like, it's like, is it a pipe it's dream? A, uh, like that one day everybody's going to use Origin? I don't think that's the case. I just think that they have a long-term vision that if they set up their own distribution network and they have their own platform in place that you'll be able to stay in-house and buy more stuff within, right? So that way... Um, if you spend if you're spending time in origin if you're already there like the hard part is acquiring the user right like the, it's not keeping the user yeah so you just force them so to if do you it against force their them will, against their works, will then yeah. they're there right and so like they're rockets <laughs> um <laughs> jesus uh, um anyway yeah uh wow this is it's super super topical thank you <laughs> you're yeah, welcome um anyhow i just think that those, there's some interesting things and then you like obviously so there's, I just had some other acquisitions. Like I talked about Amazon getting buying Twitch, Microsoft getting uh, Minecraft and LinkedIn. Twitch has got you know, and then you had like um, you had internal things like Twitter doing Vine, and then like you know Facebook with Instagram, mm-hmm. and like people don't even think as Instagram and Facebook being separate, right? But they started off separate. And I don't know. It's just it's interesting to see how like things are either spun up or purchased at small scale and then brought up and then see how it seems to me. So it used to be back in the day, like you would look at somebody who had a really successful thing like the iTunes story and you say, all right, we're not going to try to compete with this. We're going to go ahead and, and just and sell our stuff on that platform and we'll take yep. it, right? Because yep. it's a lot of money to try to roll your own version and get it to work and support and everything like that, which is why these things typically don't stick around that long. Yeah, yeah. But these days, it seems like every major tech company has got to have like their music platform, their video platform, their game platform, mm-hmm. and then the gaming stuff is everything else too. Yeah, exactly. And inevitably, the smaller ones who aren't committed to that specific area, so like, YouTube trying to do like a social Google trying to do a social network was garbage. Sorry. And uh, mm-hmm. like Facebook trying to do gaming. If it's not their, their core competency, mm-hmm. then it winds up being really terrible and it doesn't last very long. And it forces you to use this substandard product just so that they can make a few extra bucks marketing wise. I, I think, I think overall it ends up being substandard. It's just because I'm sure like, how do you make that? How do you make that sell? Right? Like 
if if Facebook, I would argue if Facebook didn't buy VR, this is just pure speculation, but if Facebook didn't hadn't, hadn't had bought Oculus, I bet Game Room wouldn't exist, right? Because I think you're exactly right that Game Room is building an yeah. infrastructure to disseminate their VR content, right? Um, Ooh, disseminate. <laughs> but if you didn't have that going on, can you imagine like the cell when you're like in your whatever, in your executive room saying, hey, I think we should build a standalone game network for Facebook. Be like, <laughs> well, I can't even imagine the cell now. It's obviously well, you, like the only way this makes any sense of them at all is if they're, they're going to do a lot more gaming content or it's going to be long term VR. VR play for sure. Yeah. But it's, but it's still weird to me that like, because Facebook uses, oh, you're right, they use so much of it on mobile. Mm-hmm. Why would they not embrace that with VR? Because it's already demonstrated to be like a really popular way of using well, VR. Well, I think, okay, so VR, uh, so I think we're getting a little hung up on VR for a few reasons, but like just to like sort of bookend it, I think I think the mobile VR thing is coming and if they have the infrastructure in place with Game Room, even if it's sort of beta-ish or whatever, it's still way better than nothing because I don't think a mobile VR distribution system platform exists other than like cardboard on and the you know for android and that's not really like and i don't know how daydream is going to ship when that like the fully featured one comes up or, or sorry, i guess it's out but i don't right. know how that exists is that like part of pl- cardboard or whatever i don't know but you could argue that facebook would have know. the would have the upper hand on that but um i think the thing that like we're missing is like if you look at if you look at like just twitch activity and you know youtube gaming or whatever i hate names that include the original name in them so sorry so like, youtube has youtube gaming but if you look at that type of stuff people are watching that content on their phone all the time so if game room for facebook comes out and is any anywhere near moderately successful people will watch streamed content on that a lot because it felt like a bizarro world when i opened up the game room app and there was the, like the mobile looking sort of cheesy games at top that i'm never gonna play on my pc but then right below it was watch these games and that was you know league of legends overwatch yeah. counter-strike like people are streaming live you're describing the twitch app i know but that's what this is the game room app like it was like the third line down in their horizontal Weird. navigation scheme. It's interesting. There was a company that tried to do the same thing for iOS gaming, but you for know, folded because there's lock-in, that kind of thing. Yeah, like it would show the games you could play and it lets you play them in the app and uh, then yeah, yeah, it yeah. also show you games you could stream. Oh, that's like... Oh, so it was when you'd go to preview the game itself, it would show you the like some people streaming it or something? Mm-hmm. So it was, built, it was baked in iOS or it was a third-party thing? It was a third-party oh, so you'd thing. install their app and then you could like go look at games that people were streaming. Because yeah, I don't des- know what happened What you that. described sounded like... Um, the the store experience that I know on Xbox and I, I think it's I don't know I, w- I don't have, I need to get a PS4 and play it at some point like I just need to understand what that ecosystem looks mm-hmm. like but at least when you go to the store on Xbox if you're looking at you know if you're looking at Titanfall 2 on Xbox like one of the first things mm-hmm. you can see on the main page is someone streaming it live on Twitch right so you can just ah, that's really right, good so that you can just like hop over and watch gameplay it is really good and the preview works like it's embedded so you don't have to like wait for the Twitch app to load or anything right yeah, it's it's really good but the skeptic in me goes, okay, so how long until somebody at Microsoft realizes, like, this is a market that we haven't cornered, so we should try to roll up our own Twitch version, and they force everybody to use that, and it's a terrible experience for three years, and then they shut it down. Yeah. Like, not just Microsoft, I mean, Microsoft in particular, because they do that stuff all the time. Like, there's a huge laundry list of stuff like that. But, uh, sorry, <laughs> it's true. But, um, you know, like, that's just the thing to do these days, is try to control everybody in your own ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, as the topic of this conversation, right? Like, reach out for your ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I think I think yeah. that there's like there's more and less noble versions of this, right? It's not all slimy, and it's not all it's not all like purely altruistic. Like, I think that our like in the sense that I think that our platform really has a lot of potential, and we could help people because they'd really enjoy this thing. Like, I it's obviously a scale every single time, right? So, right. And why not just go with the one that's already scaled? There are it's, it's dedicated. They have a company of people who 
just working on this thing, making it, making sure everything is supported and it works well and it's a good user experience say, instead of trying to make your own and replicate all that I'll, with a low budget. Yeah, I'll say this. I'll I'll say that I think that I'd I'd much rather live in this world where we have people attempting to make competitors to things where we can get innovation and like and just have different experiences being spun up. Otherwise, you would if you wanted to play PC games, you could only use Steam. If you wanted to be do social networking, you only use mm-hmm. Facebook. If you want to watch a video online, you could only use YouTube. Like the fact that everybody has their own versions of everything effectively. I mean, not all the time, but like probably have it. that. Well, it's that's the the crux of it right there, right? It has to be effective and it has to be competitive. And I think in a lot of cases, it's not because it's just the bare minimum required to make it w- like literally work and nothing additional and no extra work is put into supporting it. Like this was Uplay for a long time. And only in the last year that you play is actually they've actually put a lot of work into developing it and making it useful. Mm-hmm. For a long time, it's like this crappy DRM thing you had to use to launch it. Right. No, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Most of the time, it's crappy. But I'm just saying, if you don't, if you don't have these efforts at all, then you get stagnation and then you get complacency, yeah, so I, and that's where you see lots of people, you know, lots of companies fold, right? So, or you know, you sure. have, or you're like, hey, I loathe you because I'm forced into your ecosystem, and that's not right. the way you want your users to feel. Uh. You can find more episodes at interface.fm. You can find the permalink for this episode at interface.fm slash 36. Happy holidays to everybody, to all 20 of you. We love you. Happy holidays, yes. Find us on Reddit. Send us stuff. Um, Yeah. Now bring us some figgy Uh, pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'll I'll splice in a bit of that, uh, the Weezer version of that, because that's the best version (laughs) at the end of this episode. So now it's rocking out right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh right, yeah thanks for thanks for recording with me on this beautiful christmas eve morning where there is snow on the ground in seattle and here as well it's been a pleasure <laughs> all right we'll talk to you later <laughs> man. sounds bye. good bye we wish you a merry christmas we wish you a merry christmas we wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year oh bring us a thingy pudding oh bring us a thingy pudding oh bring us a thingy pudding